Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, we welcome a relatively new member to FCSI of the Americas, who I'm really excited to get to know myself. Please help me welcome Principal at Ricka Design Group, Mr. Philip Langraff. Hi, Philip. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Before we get started, do you prefer to go by Phil or do you go by Philip? I literally have no preference. People ask me all the time. They, okay. they say, you know, you've got to have one, but I, I have no preference whatsoever. So, yeah, you do realize the next conference you come to for FCSI, we're going to put both of them on your okay. name badge just as a joke. So then everybody right. walks up. It's going to be Philip Phillip. So, okay. Or Philip. Isn't Phillip. he a singer? Oh, well, yeah. Philip Phillips was American yeah, Idol winner. Yeah. So, so that's a pretty good company, actually. I guess if we're going to screw something up, that'll be a good one for you. Hey, I am <laughs> sensitive about, uh, I have two L's in my name and it, it does bother me when somebody spells it wrong though. I got to yeah. say people that use one L, I judge I, them. I understand. I get the, uh, believe it or not, you'd be surprised how many people use the word, uh, Wade with a Y W A Y D E. Oh. And I don't know where that comes from, but I, it happens quite frequently to me. So I, that's a pet peeve of mine as well. I, sure. it's, it's four letters. It's pretty self-explanatory. So I would think so. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about your background, how you got started, um, you know, where you come from and, and everything else and how you got into food sure. service consulting. So I, I uh, was born in Buffalo, New York, uh, lived in Maine, uh, Florida for, for a long time, graduated high school in Florida, okay. started working in restaurants while I was in Florida, really enjoyed it. Um, I, uh, you know, enjoyed it so much that I looked at culinary school. So uh, I went to Johnson Wales University. Um, I visited their Providence campus, Miami, Denver, um, and and chose Denver because it was a smaller campus. It was brand new at the time. Um, so I went to Johnson Wales. And while I was there, I got my uh, bachelor's, or excuse me, my associates in food and uh, culinary arts and my bachelor's in food service management. Okay. One of my electives was a food service facility design class in which uh, David Chislett, one of our executive yeah. principals at RICA, yeah. uh, was, a, was the instructor. So I um, met him. Uh, I was a TA and a fellow at uh, Johnson & Wales, and I got to design some of the uh, expansion of the culinary arts uh, program. So I uh, had a little bit of uh, insight into design and expressed some interest in there. And so uh, while he was teaching, he also brought in, um, he was working at uh, William Crusoe & Associates at the time. Yeah. He brought in Bill Caruso, um, introduced me and said, you know, I have a student that's interested in working. And so that's how I got into it and um, started working at uh, Caruso Associates for a number of years. And then uh, after about 10 years, made the transition over to Rica. Wow. Very nice. That's a that's two really good firms to be involved with, too. And, and also <laughs> two blessed. different ones, too, right? Because Caruso obviously does a lot of specialties, but they have a little bit more specialty in certain parts versus Rica that does a lot more in other segments of the industry, uh, which, um, so what, what of all of those you've done, what are your kind of specialties or what segments do you either prefer to work in more or which ones do you end up working in more? Sure. Uh, I love diversity. Um, so, uh, you know, working at Crusoe, I had a pretty wide portfolio of what I did. My claim for fame there was uh, working on the Madison Square Garden renovation oh, wow. project. So uh, great project. You know, yeah. it was like five years of my life that we did that because <laughs> it was it was uh, constructed during all the off season. So a lot of yeah. phases involved. Um, so I love stadiums and arenas, but uh, moving over to Rica, uh, you know, I started in our studio doing a lot more higher ed work. Okay. Um, I've diversified our portfolio a lot more. Um, so we still do a bunch of higher ed, but uh, I love doing work in the corporate business, sports and arenas, um, higher ed and uh, healthcare as well. So I, I really nice. like diversification. 
Well, kudos to the convention center at Madison Square Gardens because that's an amazing place. Yeah. Um, uh, what's uh? Well, maybe that's going to be the answer to the next question. But what is the favorite one? Maybe you've had whether it's a small or large, or what's one that you finished and you were most proud of? Uh, I mean, that one's the one that'll you know I can always point back to. I think is uh, MSG. I mean, it's they they don't call it the world's most famous arena for nothing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do love some of the other projects I've worked on in the hospitality industry. Uh, you know, it's taken me a lot of interesting places like uh, the Virgin Islands and Hawaii and stuff like that. Um, so, so yeah, I would say MSG is probably the my namesake. But uh, I, I love a lot of projects I've done. Very good. What's uh, you, you've mentioned a lot of names already, which is uh, some pretty big names in the industry. So. Who has been, and maybe it's not even an industry, to be honest with you, is who's been your biggest influence in your life? Sure. Uh, well, I would have to say, you know, like my, my mom, to be honest, uh, I was, uh, my parents were divorced and, you know, she always had to, to, to work very hard. And so I was, you know, for the most part raised by her, um, still have a great relationship with my dad, but, uh, you know, she gave me my work ethic and, uh, you know, I always try to outwork everyone that I, that I, uh, work with and, um, you know, whatever it takes. Uh, I think working in the hospitality industry, you have that do whatever it takes attitude. And, yeah. uh, that really lends itself well to, to our business. Yeah. Um, what is, uh, what's one thing about Philip that nobody would ever guess? What's this little, <laughs> maybe a little, a little trick or hobby or something like that, that they would look at you and go, I, I would never be able to guess that about you. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I, I would say, you know, I was, I was valedictorian in my high school, um, so I've always been kind of a nerd. Um, but uh, the one one thing that people are surprised here is like uh, my music selection. I, I like pretty uh, heavy metal kind of rock stuff. So really? uh, Linkin Park is one of my favorite bands. Um, you know, it's not for everyone's taste, but but yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, very good. I like that. I'm a big Linkin Park fan as well, so I like that. Nice. What is uh, we've all at some point make a little mistake in our career or in a project or something. What's been your greatest screw up that you've done and little oopsie, if you will. Hmm. Biggest screw up. Wow. Uh, well, I certainly think, you know, that that's where you learn the most. Um, yeah. I would have to say, you know, there's, there's a particular project we were working with on a, on a, um, restaurant chain. Um, they're in a couple airports, they have a few freestanding locations. And, um, while we, you know, it, it, we took on the project when we were just so busy um, and they, they had a schedule that was, was really aggressive. And um, so probably just didn't make enough time for them and give them the attention that they deserve. So eventually we, we parted ways. Um, so that one always kind of haunts me and I think yeah. about it a lot. And so it, it reminds me to, to make sure that uh, I give everyone the attention that they deserve. Yeah. Well, that, it, you, you segued into my follow-up, which is what did you learn from that? So what sure. do you what do you do differently now that you've learned from that? Uh, I try to check in. You know, I think uh, yeah. the worst thing you can do is silence. So um, if someone sends you an email or a phone call, make sure you get back to them within 24 hours. Yeah. If nothing else, just tell them, "Hey, got your email. It's going to take me a little while, but I'm working on it. It's on my radar." That gives them a lot of peace of mind that that you're not just it, it didn't get lost or um, that you're ignoring them because that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah, I have the same philosophy. It's, even if I don't have a clue what the answer is, at least acknowledge the fact that I've got it and I'm working on it. Um, you know, in today's email world, sometimes you don't know whether it even went through. So to get that acknowledgement, yep. at least you know that it's been seen. Um, yep. If somebody was getting into, I mean, you came straight out of college into this industry. What are some 
or what's one piece of advice you give to somebody that they're thinking about becoming a food service consultant? I would say ask questions. I mean, uh, all the folks in here in the hospitality industry, they want to help out each other. Everyone is glad to, um, you know, answer any questions you have, help you out, uh, you know, help your, 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 uh, education and your growth in the industry. So just ask as many questions as you can. Um, you know, I'm, I'm of the thought that there there are no dumb questions. If yeah. you have that question, there's more than likely that someone else in the room has the exact same question. They're just afraid to ask it. Absolutely. And you never know where that dumb question or quote unquote dumb question it leads to. Sometimes oh, that sure. simple question leans into something a lot more complicated that everybody learns from, even though it started from somewhere of an innocent area. So oh, I, yeah. I, I love that idea. Um, what are three things that uh, your friends or family may say about you? If I was to call them up and ask him, what's Philip like? Uh, I would say uh, very loyal. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have a huge group of friends, but the ones I do are, are very close and, and, and dear to me. Um, I would say uh, he's a good cook. Uh, you know, we, we are always, almost all the time, we're the ones hosting. I, I met my nice. wife at in culinary school as well. So we both are trained chefs. And so we eat very well in my house, too well at times. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see, a third thing. Um, just, uh, you know, a good dad, I, I guess. Um, you know, I'm close with my daughter. Uh, you know, one of the things we just did uh, since she was born, basically, uh, I take her birthday off every every year. Nice. Take that day off and spend the day with her. It's a daddy-daughter day. I enjoy it very much. So, uh, you know, I just try to keep that good relationship with her and, um, you know, hope that continues on as she grows up. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully it will. I agree. It's one of the kids are an amazing thing in your life. So I agree. And so I have to ask then what is, if you're both trained chefs, what is your and your wife's like go-to meals in a hurry? What's the thing you get home and you can, you love, and you know, you can cook up pretty quickly. Our go-to meal in a hurry. Um, let's see. I would say for me, uh, you know, I love making breakfast for dinner. Um, so, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, eggs and potatoes, pancakes, waffles, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, it's, it's fun. Uh, it's different and it, it sort of mixes things up. Uh, for my wife, I would say she, she does a lot of, uh, stir fries. Uh, curry is probably her thing that okay. she'll, you know, just when we don't know what we're doing, we've always have coconut milk and curry paste in the house. And so we'll rip up a curry and some rice and, uh, we enjoy it very much. I, uh, I love the idea of breakfast. I, I'm a huge fan of breakfast at dinner. Uh, yeah. With with my uh, my family growing up with my kids and such, I at least once a month, if not once every couple of weeks, it was breakfast for dinner. Um, just something about breakfast. I could I probably could eat scrambled eggs, toast, and bacon three times a day and be happy. Yeah. I think. Well, people ask, you know, what's your, what's, what's the one thing you would eat? You know, if you, you had to eat one thing forever, yeah. I always say eggs cause it's just so versatile and there's so many ways yeah. you can do it. Um, and I love them. So, yeah. Is there a, um, like a personal mantra or saying that you live by? Do you have any kind of thing that you like cling to every day? Um, <laughs> I won't say it's a personal mantra or anything, but uh, I always think back to, uh, you know, in, in my uh, school career, we had to like uh, in English class, like 
put your book cover and put a quote on there. And so uh, uh, it's, not, it's not a mantra, but it, I, I would say it applies to a lot of uh, situations. And it's a quote by Tom Lira, who's a satirist from the 20s or 30s, I think. Um, really funny guy. And he said, uh, life is like a sewer. Uh, you get out of it what you put into it. Um, so <laughs> while that's kind of a gross thing to say and think about, um, it's really true. You know, yeah. life is what you put into it. So you got to work hard yeah. and, and do your best. And then you're, you're rewarded at the end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, if you hadn't chosen a career as a food service consultant, I think I know the answer to this, but what do you think you would have done? Uh, I would say probably chef. Um, yeah. You know, I realized definitely in culinary school, like I'm a very good cook. I was, pro- I probably wouldn't have been a great chef. So that's yeah. why I really appreciate <laughs> the the pathway that I took and the the opportunities that, uh, that uh, uh, Johnson Wells gave me. And, um, you know, so I, I think that's probably what I would have done. Um, you know, I've definitely uh, looked at other industries and said, man, uh, you know, if I could have gotten into that on the ground floor, you know, that where it would have put yeah. you today. But I, I love what I do and I love cooking. So definitely probably would have stayed in the hospitality industry. So speaking of Johnson and Wales, I, I have to, I, I love to figure out, I've moved around a lot, my wife and I have as well. And so I have to find out like, what drew you to, I mean, I know you said a new school, but you're talking about from Maine to Florida to Denver, three completely completely different not only uh atmospheres and 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 weather related but also topography and everything else what made you come out to denver of all places sure yeah i mean you know Josh wells is a a, a school in florida so you know folks ask why you go to miami and i was like well first of all florida is like way too hot and humid for me (laughs) I, i don't i don't enjoy the weather there um I, and I was in sort of a, a suburb of Tampa, a town called Land Lake. So, you know, yeah. smaller town, um, you know, I, my high school class was like 300. So it wasn't, wasn't huge. Um, and Denver offered a smaller community. Like, yeah. uh, you know, our graduating class was, you know, I think 300 or so. So it was a similar size, comfort level. Yeah. The, the idea that you could go into these brand new kitchens that, yeah. you know, when I went out there uh, to visit the campus, they weren't even done yet, weren't even built. Oh, wow. My first day of culinary school, um, you know, we were unwrapping, it was uh, uh, mixology. So we were, in, you know, doing uh, bartender training and uh, we were unwrapping glasses and <laughs> filling filling empty bottles of liquor with food coloring and water so that we could practice practice our drink making and stuff like that. Um, so it was really an opportunity to, to grow something from the ground up. And I, I really appreciated that because I'm um, a bit of an introvert, uh, yeah. so it, it forced me to get out there and, and meet new people and and whatnot. Um, so I, I really appreciate that choice. Um, unfortunately, the campus is closing um, this yeah. year, so that's a real shame. But uh, great memories there, and um, you know, definitely lifelong fr- friendships that I made. When you get ready to travel to a client, what are the three must-haves you have to take with you? Uh, cell phone charger, um, <laughs> uh, a tape measure, um, and uh, what would be the other thing that I always travel with? Oh, oh, I cannot live without my uh, noise-canceling Bose headphones. Okay. I don't know what travel was like before that, but uh, <laughs> actually... I won them in a raffle at NAFM, I think. And I was always like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a luxury. It wasn't like an expense I wanted to do. And so I won them and man, I would not give them up or trade them for the world right now. I, I love having those on an airplane. I, I can tell you from experience what it was like before those. And that would be uh, a 13 hour flight from Hong Kong to Chicago nonstop with two crying babies in my uh, section oh. of the plane before noise canceling headphones. 
it was that is um, a nightmare it was brutal yeah brutal. nightmare um, what do you when you get into a mental roadblock what what kind of and things just aren't quite working you can't quite figure that out do you have any weird tricks or or things to do to break that Definitely uh, try to um, walk away from it, put on, I usually turn on some like loud music to kind of clear my head and think about it. Um, I oftentimes will, will put it down, move on to something else. And then like, I'm the person that like wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, Oh my God, that's what I need to do. And then I have to like go do it. And uh, uh, if I, if I'm really tired and I forget, then by the time I wake up, I totally forgot what it was. (laughs) So I have to do it right then or I'll never remember it. Very good. Very good. Well, that's all the questions I've got for you today, Philip. But before we let you go, uh, as we did in season one, we always like to end on a little uh, fun note. So I've got a set of would you rather questions and we'll just jump right into them. Would you rather tell bad knock knock jokes for the rest of your life to everyone you meet or talk about yourself in the third person? Uh, I would say talk about myself in the third person. Um, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> They're both odd, but one yeah. would be less annoying. Oh, if you think that's odd, just wait. I got okay. more. Uh, would you be? Would you rather be famous as a musician or a comedian? Comedian. Right. Would you rather vacation in a luxury penthouse or in the remote wilderness? Luxury penthouse. Would you rather ride the scariest roller coaster in the world or bungee jump off the tallest bridge in the world? Uh, roller coaster. I would not bungee jump. All right. Eat a bowl full of jelly beans or a bowl full of Skittles? Uh, probably Skittles. If they were jelly belly, jelly beans, however, uh, those are the only ones that are worth any, anything. Okay. Okay. Would you rather know all the secrets to space or secrets of the ocean? Secrets of space. There's a lot more out there. Would you rather never do laundry again or never have to do the dishes again? Hmm. I don't have a problem with both, so uh, I guess probably probably dishes I like less than laundry. Our okay. rule is whoever cooks doesn't have to do dishes. So, so you cook uh, a lot, right? Works so well. uh, no, unfortunately, my, my wife, she's a teacher. <laughs> she gets home before me, so she usually does the weekdays, and I do the weekends. Okay. Eat the most expensive dessert or drink the most expensive champagne in the world? Champagne by far. I'm not a dessert guy. All right. Would you rather listen to the same song 24 hours on repeat or watch the same movie for a week? Um, probably the song. Be more technologically inclined or better with people? Better with people. I think I'm all right with technology. Okay. Uh, Would you rather give up coffee or soda for a year or go without brushing your teeth for a year? Uh, well, giving up soda is no problem because I don't really drink soda. Okay. Uh, I give up coffee. Yeah. Okay. Not brushing your teeth is gross. Would you rather fight three half-size clones of yourself or one full-size clone of yourself? Probably one full-size. All right, perfect. At least you can face them head-on. <laughs> Good point. Well, Bill, tell us how people can find out more about you and your firm. Sure. Uh, well, folks can reach us on our website, www.ricca.com, R-I-C-C-A.com. Uh, my email's uh, plandgraf, L-A-N-D-G-R-A-F, at ricca.com. Um, folks can always call me on my cell. My number's on the website as well. Um, feel free to reach out at any time. That wraps up this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. If you've enjoyed today's episode, help us spread the word. Ring the bell and make sure to like and subscribe to this channel. Check back next week when we feature another FCSI consultant. But until then, cheers. Cheers.